Next hadith. Bab sajdati tanzilu sajda. Bab chapter heading of sajda. The prostration of tanzilu sajda. Tanzilu sajda, this refers to suratu sajda. Tanzil literally means revelation, meaning that which was revealed. Alright? So tanzilu sajda is the surah of a sajda. Which surah is that? Surah al-Sajda. Right? It is also called Alif Lam Mim al-Sajda. Right? And this surah, we should recite it when? Before going to sleep. Right? And also, Friday, Fajr prayer. Right? Okay, prostration in Tanzil al-Sajda. حدثنا محمد بن يوسف حدثنا سفيان عن سعد بن إبراهيم عن عبد الرحمن عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يقرأ في الجمعة في صلاة الفجر ألف لاميم تنزيل السجدة وهل أتى على الإنسان حدثنا محمد بن يوسف Who's the teacher of Imam Bukhari here? Muhammad ibn Yusuf. He said that حَدَّثَنَا Sufyan. Sufyan narrated to us. So his teacher is Sufyan. عن سعد بن إبراهيم His teacher is Sa'ad bin Ibrahim. An Abdul Rahman, and his teacher is Abdul Rahman. An Abi Huraira radiallahu anhu. And he's taking this hadith from who? Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu. Qala, he said, Kana Nabiyu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he yaqra'u fil jumu'ah, he used to recite in jumu'ah. Jumu'ah meaning Friday. This is not the Friday prayer as in Jumu'ah Salah. This is Friday. Fi Salat al-Fajri. In Salat al-Fajr. So on Friday, Fajr prayer, the Prophet ﷺ would recite Alif Lam Mim Tanzil. Why is it called Alif Lam Mim Tanzil? Because what's the next ayah after Alif Lam Mim? Tanzilul Kitabi. La Rayba Fihi. Nir Rabbil Alameen. So Alif Lamim Tanzil meaning As-Sajda. Meaning Alif Lamim Tanzil, that surah which has a sajda in it. Wa and he would also recite Hal Ata Alal Insan. Which surah is that? Suratul Insan, which is also known as Suratul Dahr. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reported that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to recite Alif Lamim Tanzil As-Sajda. And hal ata ala al-insan in the Fajr prayer on the day of Jumu'ah. Meaning on Friday. Okay. Now, what do we learn from this hadith about sajda tilawa? What do we learn from this hadith about sajda tilawa? Yes? Does it say in the hadith that the Prophet ﷺ prostrated? Huh? Does it say in the hadith, does it describe an action of the Prophet ﷺ that he prostrated? No, it doesn't. So why is Imam Bukhari bringing this hadith over here? When he mentions Alif Lam Mim Tanzil, As-Sajda. As-Sajda. What does that prove? That this is a surah in which there is a sajda. And if you look at the chapter heading, what is the chapter heading? The sajda of the surah. So here and in the next bab, you see sajdati sad, bab sajdati sad. 
he's proving over here or he's mentioning over here some of those 15 verses on which we are required to do sajda tilawa clear you see the connection here all right now it is called sajda the surah is called sajda because of the sajda in it which verse is it which verse is it raise your hand and tell me the verse Barakallahu fi ilmik. Verse number 15, that إِنَّمَا يُؤْمِنُ بِآيَاتِنَا الَّذِينَ إِذَا ذُكِّرُوا بِهَا خَرُّسُ That indeed, only those who believe in our verses, which people? Those who when they're reminded of our verses, they fall in prostration, meaning they become humble. وَسَبَّحُوا بِحَمْدِ رَبِّهِمْ And they glorify with the praise of their Lord, وَهُمْ لَا يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ And they're not at all arrogant. Now, here in this narration we see the Prophet ﷺ would recite these two surahs in Fajr of Friday. Why would he do that? What do these surahs talk about? What do these surahs talk about? Think about Surah Al-Sajda. What does it mention at the beginning? Those of you who know the meaning, right at the beginning what is mentioned? The creation of the universe and Allah's management of it. Right? And then... In Surah Al-Insan, what is mentioned? Same thing. Where our origin, where we are from. Right? About this universe, the creation of the universe. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looking after this universe, providing for it. And then the return to Him. And then the reward or the punishment. In Surah Al-Insan, specifically, there's so much description of paradise and the reward. In paradise. Now what's the connection of all of this with Friday? What's the connection of all of this with Friday? Yes. Okay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created Adam alayhi salam on which day? Friday. The day of judgment is going to be on which day? Friday. Friday. So it's as if every Friday, the Prophet wasallam would remind the congregation of these important matters. Because we forget. We forget what we are doing here in this world, where we came from and where we're going. Which is why the thought of death even scares us. It scares us. We don't even want to think about it. But the Prophet ﷺ gave a weekly reminder. Know where you're from. Remember where you're from. Remember what you're doing here. And remember where you're going. Don't forget that you're in a journey. And this is a very serious journey. So the Prophet ﷺ would recite these two surahs in the Friday prayer. Some have said that another reason why the Prophet ﷺ would recite these surahs was in order to add an extra sajda in salah. Because when you're reciting surah al-sajda, what do you have to do? The sajda of prostration, correct? And with every sajda, is there any benefit? Is there any reward? Are there any sins forgiven? Yes. A rank is raised, right? Sins fall down. So it's like the start of the week, right? Friday. So the Prophet ﷺ would begin the day with the recitation of these surahs in Fajr. Bab Sajdati Sad. The Sajda in Surat Sad. Haddathana Sulaiman ibn Harb. 
حدثنا سليمان بن حرب وابو النعمان قال حدثنا حماد عن ايوب عن عكرمه عن ابن عباس رضي الله عنهما قال الصاد ليس من عزائم السجود وقد رايت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يسجد فيها حدثنا سليمان بن حرب سليمان بن حرب reported this to us he narrated this to us wa abu nu'mani and abu nu'man do you see something different here imam bukhari is mentioning two teachers here but if you think about it if he's learning a hadith from one teacher and a hadith from another teacher wouldn't they be different like different chains of narration technically they should have been different right but we see here that imam bukhari is taking one chain of narration from who two teachers all right so he heard the same narration from one teacher and the same narration from another teacher qala they both said that haddathana hamad they both took the hadith from hamad an ayub who took from ayub an ikrima who took from ikrima an ibn abbas who took from abdullah ibn abbas radiyallahu anhuma qala he said Ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu said that Sa'd, meaning Surat Sa'd, laysa min azaim al-sujood. Laysa. What does laysa mean? It's not. Min from azaim al-sujood. Azaim from azima, meaning that which is obligatory. So he said, it is not obligatory for us to prostrate at the recitation of Surat Sa'd. But he said, وَقَدْ رَأَيْتُ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَسْجُدُ فِيهَا But I did see the Prophet ﷺ prostrating during it. So what do we see here? On the one hand, Ibn Abbas is saying it's not obligatory. And on the other hand, he's saying that I saw the Prophet ﷺ perform sajda here. So again, what does this narration further prove to us? Sajda tilawa is is sunnah mu'akkada. It is a confirmed sunnah. But it is not at the level of obligatory. Now, what is this verse of Surah Sad where the Prophet ﷺ, he recited it and he prostrated at it. It is Surah Sad, verse number 24. Surah Sad, verse number 24. Who would like to recite it? So that we can also follow the sunnah. Go ahead. Now, our sister is going to recite the ayah. And remember what we're supposed to do. What are we supposed to do? Perform sajda. Right? So how are you going to do it? Those of you who are on the side of the bench, right? You can just shift a little bit and say, Allahu Akbar, I'm going to sajda. Alright? And those of you who are sitting in the middle, you could move your bench forward, right? And go into actual sujood. Because remember, Umar radiallahu anhu, he got down from the mimbar and went into sajda. Right? Because he could. There are other reports that show us that people prostrated and there was no place to put their forehead on the ground. So then how did they prostrate? They just lowered as much as they could. Okay? So just lower yourself as much as you can. Alright? Go ahead. Recite. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim. 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قال لقد ظلمك بسؤال نعجتك إلى نعاجه وإن كثيرا من الخلطاء ليبغي بعضهم على بعض إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وقليل ما هم وظن داود أنما فتناه فاستغفر ربه وخر راكعا وأناب How long did that take? A few seconds. There's a very beautiful narration we learn about this surah. There's a narration in Sahih At-Targhib Wa-Targhib in which we learned that Abu Sa'id Al-Khudri radiallahu anhu, he said that I had a dream. I had a dream at night when I was sleeping in which I was behind a tree. I was standing behind a tree and it was as if the tree was reciting Surah Sad. This is a dream. Okay? He said, it was as if the tree was reciting Surah Sad. And when it came upon the verse of prostration, the tree prostrated. And the tree, I could hear it saying in the prostration, Allahumma ghfirli biha, Allahumma hutta anni biha wizran, wa ahdith li biha shukran, wa taqabbalha minni, kama taqabbalta min abdika Dawuda sajdatahu. That, O oh Allah, record for me a reward with you for this sajda. Remove a sin from me because of this sajda. And record it, meaning the sajda, as an expression of gratitude from me. And accept it from me just as you accepted it from your servant Dawood alayhi salam. And then what happened? His dream ended. Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu said, I went to the Prophet wasallam in the morning and I told him. Because this was a very unique dream. Right? And the Prophet wasallam asked him, Did you also prostrate, O Abu Sa'id? The tree prostrated, but did you prostrate? He said, no, I didn't. And the Prophet ﷺ said that you are more deserving, more worthy, that you should prostrate. The tree prostrated, you should have prostrated. You must have also prostrated. So what happened? The Prophet ﷺ then recited Surah Sad. And when he reached upon this verse, he went into prostration. And Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu also prostrated. And in the prostration, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said the same dua that Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu heard in the dream. So what do we see here? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam recited the surah and he prostrated. And Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu, the listener, he also prostrated. Now you might find the dream of Abu Sa'id who very strange. It was a very unique dream. Which is why he went to the Prophet ﷺ to find out what was going on. But you see, sometimes in our lives, we see some things happening. We witness some events. We're just observing. And sometimes a situation happens in our life, you know, to us. But through it we learn a lesson. Just as over here Abu Sa'id radiallahu anhu learned the importance of prostrating over here, 
at the recitation of these verses. And he also learned what to say in the prostration. Right? So this is known as Al-Huda Al-Bayani. That such guidance which clarifies things for you. It's as if things are being hinted towards you. Has it ever happened? Has it ever happened in your life? Things are not directly said to you. But you witness the event and you get the message. You understand what you're supposed to do. Hmm? And if you look at these verses, what happened here? Prophet Dawood salam, he's sitting in his masjid, and what happens? Two people come in, they climb over the wall, and they bring their dispute to him, and they ask him for an answer, for a judgment. He hears the whole case, and he gives the answer. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَظَنَّ Dawood Dawood salam, he knew that we had tested him here. That the problem that was brought to him was teaching him a lesson. It reminded him of a mistake that he had made. And so immediately, فَاسْتَغْفَرَ رَبَّهُ He begged Allah for forgiveness. وَخَرَّ رَاكِعًا He fell in ruku' وَأَنَابْ And he repented. So some say that this prostration that Dawood ﷺ did was of repentance or of gratitude. Right? But for us, this is prostration of recitation. Okay? Because when we recite it, we must also prostrate over here. Alright. Next one, Bab Sajdatin Najmi. Chapter heading, the sajda, the prostration of Suratul Najm. Qalah ibn Abbas, ibn Abbas radiallahu anhuma, he said this, عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ On the authority of the Prophet wasallam. Meaning there is a report from Ibn Abbas about this. Where is that report? It's the first one that we read. And the one that we will read again over here. So that Abdullah is who? Abdullah ibn Abbas radiallahu anhu. حَدَّثَنَا حَفْصُ بْنُ عُمَرَ قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا شُعْبَةُ عَنْ أَبِي إِسْحَاقَ عَنِ الْأَسْوَدِ عَنْ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ قَرَأَ سُورَةَ النَّجْمِ فَسَجَدَ بِهَا فَمَا بَقِيَ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ إِلَّا سَجَدَ فَأَخَذَ رَجُلٌ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ كَفًّا مِنْ حَصًا أَوْ تُرَابٍ فَرَفَعَهُ إِلَى وَجْهِهِ وَقَالَ يَكْفِينِي هَذَا فَلَقَدْ رَأَيْتُهُ بَعْدُ قُتِلَ كَافِرًا حَدَّثَنَا حَفْصُ بْنُ عُمَرَ Another teacher of Imam Bukhari. You will see this. Remember I mentioned to you how many teachers did Imam Bukhari have? Minimum. Minimum 1,000. Right? So we'll see over here different names. How many names have we read so far? Which ones are they? If you look at the first hadith, Muhammad ibn Bashar. You could make a list of the names of the teachers of Imam Bukhari. Actually you have to. Not you could, you have to. Okay? Make a separate list at the end of your book maybe. Okay? Muhammad ibn Bashar. Then we have in the next hadith, Muhammad ibn Yusuf. In the next hadith, Sulaiman ibn Harb and Abu Nu'man. And then we have Hafs ibn Umar. How many? Five. So he said, قَالَ حَدَّثَنَا شُعْبَةُ شُعْبَةُ narrated to us عَنْ أَبِي إِسْحَاقُ from Abu Ishaq 
عن الأسود from أسود عن عبد الله from عبد الله ابن مسعود رضي الله عنه that أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قرأ سورة النجم that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم recited سورة النجم فسجد بها فسجد بها what does that mean? he prostrated over there فما بقي فما صنعت بقي it remained أحد من القوم anyone from the people إِلَّا سَجَدَ Except that he prostrated. Meaning no one stayed behind from prostrating. In other words, every single person present over there prostrated. فَأَخَذَ رَجُلٌ مِنَ الْقَوْمِ But from those people, one of the men, he took كَفًّا مِنْ حَصًا أَوْ تُرَابٍ He took a handful of dust or pebbles فَرَفَعَهُ إِلَى وَجِهِ And he raised it to his forehead وَقَالَ يَكْفِينِ هَذَا He raised it to his face and he said, this is enough for me. فَلَقَدْ رَأَيْتُهُ بَعْدُ قُتِلَ كَافِرًا I saw him later killed as an unbeliever. Now this man, again, same man, he said this either mockingly or arrogantly. What did he say? This is enough for me. He said this either mockingly or arrogantly. Arrogantly is clear, but why or how could he say this mockingly? Because the verse is, فَاسْجُدُوا لِلَّهِ وَعْبُدُوا That what are you people doing? Prostrate to Allah and worship Him. That is what you should be doing. So what happened? Everyone, whether they believed in the Prophet ﷺ or not, the kalam, the speech was so powerful that they couldn't help but fall in prostration. But this man, he said, you know what? No way, I'm not doing it. But this is enough for me. That's the max I'm going to do. So he said this mockingly or arrogantly. وَالْعِيَاذُ billah. Alright, so alhamdulillah we managed to complete four abwab over here. And I have a few questions for you. Okay, quick questions. Scenarios. Read this. Your sister follows a great routine of reciting a few pages of Quran every day. But you notice that she does not prostrate on the ayahs of sajda at the time that she is reciting. And when you ask her, she tells you that she will do them all at once when she has completed the recitation of the Quran. What would you tell her? Raise your hand. What would you tell her? Yes. I would tell her that she should prostrate to when she, she read the ayahs instead of doing them all at once because the meaning of the ayahs, you might have told you, she should prostrate to the Lord. Okay, good. So you will tell her to prostrate as she is reciting them because what's the reason? Because the ayah tells us to prostrate so we should obey right away. What if she says, no, but I, I don't have wudu? What will you tell her? Why are you reading Quran without wudu? Huh? Okay, what else could you tell her? Yes? Okay, you can tell her, go and do wudu. What else can you tell her? Yes? The rules of salah doesn't apply for Exactly. Her. You will tell her the rules of salah do not apply to sajda tilawa. Okay, next question. You are in the car coming to Al-Huda. And you are reciting Surah Al-Sajda. We should do that by the way. As we're driving or as we're sitting in the car, recite the Qur'an. And you recite the ayah of prostration. How will you do sajda in the car? Or will you wait till you reach al-huda and then perform it? What are you going to do? Raise your hand. Exactly. You will try and bend down as much as possible. Right? What if you're driving? You know, this is one of the abandoned sunnas. Praying 
while driving. You're like, driving? Yes. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he used to ride his camel, right? And he would pray. Voluntary prayer. Right? Because in voluntary prayer, you can, whatever, you know, if you have a need to look right or left, or you can do that. So as you're driving, what can you do? Make sure you have both your hands on the steering wheel. Right? Make sure you don't have to stop, or if you just wait till the red light. Alright, and do it there. Or just lower your head, and yes, your eyes are still on the road, because they should be, but just lower your head slightly, and say the dua. And then continue your recitation. But can you just wait until you reach your destination and then do it? Sajda tilawa is supposed to be immediate. Alright? It's supposed to be immediate. Not later. So if you can do it immediately, excellent. If you cannot, no harm. What is it that you can delay? That which you cannot do right now, but you must do. You understand? What you delay is what you must do. That is the reason why you're delaying it. Alright? So, sajda tilawa is not a must. It's not fard. Last question. Your child is memorizing Surah Al-Alaq for her hifth lesson. The surah has an ayah of sajda. The child's homework is to read the surah seven times to you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yes? As the listener, you should also prostrate. They don't have to do it the full seven times, but that's excellent to do the full seven times, but a few times in there is good. If you prostrate once, alhamdulillah. All right, just note down your homework. The homework again, to find the verses with sajda tilawa. How many are there? 15, and share these verses in groups next week, inshallah, and practice reading Arabic text of the ahadith that were covered in class today. You have to read the Arabic text. Alright? Inshallah. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu an la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.